0: Today on the Zabecast, the Woj bombs were flying on Thursday night, and who really cares that a couple reporters play spoiler on Twitter? The white guy on white guy comparison game remains strong in the NBA. All that plus Jameis Winston has realized you really can't fight Roger or City Hall. Find me 45 minutes of your busy day, unstrap on those headphones and let's do this. <laughs> Here we go. Friday, june twenty second, twenty eighteen. What you doing this weekend? Hopefully something fun and enjoyable. Well, well, well. Been waiting for somebody to do this for a long time. I've been waiting for somebody to actually grind the numbers and try to figure out if teams and leagues are getting any better at drafting players and not committing colossal fuck-ups for their respective teams i've wanted somebody to dig into this and thankfully the washington post and writer mark seelig has done just that the headline is this think teams have gotten smarter in the nba draft think again he writes in an alternate universe where nba draft picks are more uh, where nba draft picks more often prove prescient Hashim Thabit, not James Harden, would be winning league MVP. O.J. Mayo, not Russell Westbrook, would average triple doubles. Johnny Flynn, not Steph Curry, would own three rings. Greg Oden, not Kevin Durant, might have joined that super team. And Anthony Bennett, not Giannis Antetokounmpo, would be the next great superstar. Of course, all those examples are of players that turned out far less spectacular than than the players named after them. With a more sophisticated data set available than in decades past, Teams writes uh, Mr. Seelig, Mark Seelig, Teams should be getting better at drafting. Basic evolution, like how a PlayStation 4 puts a Sega Genesis to shame. Well, that's not the case. Ahead of Thursday's NBA draft, the Washington Post studied data from every draft in a 25-year span and found no indication that teams are beginning to decode this high-stakes puzzle. Cade Massey, a professor at Penn, researching how well people predict uncertain futures, said, quote, some processes, some futures are just impossible to predict. He points out that we're forecasting human beings here, and not just human beings, but also, you know, 18-year-olds. So what the post did is this. They took every draft pick and they compared how that draft pick did in the NBA by way of a statistic called win shares. Don't ask me to explain win shares. I don't know what win shares are, but you can look it up. It's a decent and commonly accepted statistic to encompass how much did this player actually help his team win. Okay. So they take a player's win shares and then they compare it to where he was drafted. So in... You know, a particular draft that goes two rounds deep, which would be 60 picks, I believe. I always forget how many teams are in the NBA. Don't don't quote me on that. If a guy was drafted fifth but was ranked 60th in win shares, that's minus 55. That's a minus 55 number. That's bad. You want to try to get right on the number. Like LeBron James was drafted one. He had the most win shares, not surprisingly, of that particular draft, 2003, so that was a zero. There was zero deviance in where he should have gone. Get it? And it works both ways, because not only can you have a guy like Darko Milicic, who was picked number two overall in that same LeBron James draft, who ranked 30th in win shares, which I thought was kind of high, because, man, he, he was a complete bust, Uh, or actually he finished 32 in win shares, so that would be a 30-point miss, minus... 30. And it can go the other way too with guys like Kyle Corver, picked 51st in that draft, who became an all star and produced the sixth most win shares of that draft. So that has a variance of plus 45. Plus 45, minus 30, it doesn't matter the plus or the minus. It's all about variance. You want as many zeros as possible if you're getting a perfectly drafted draft. So the post then added up the average variance for each player and each draft as a whole. And guess what? The draft variance is showing no upwards trend toward being more accurate. So in other words, if the average draft variance per year was, let's say, 13.5, if it was moving towards now it's only 8.5, then you could say, hey, teams are getting better at drafting guys. They're figuring out who can and cannot play in the NBA. There's no trend in the upward direction now. There's a lot of reasons why this is, and the post article by Mar, um, Mark Shapiro—no, Mark Mark Seelig—keep thinking Bud Seelig. Mark Seelig's article says there's a lot of different reasons for this, and they're interesting reasons. They're fascinating. First of all, because mediocrity, he writes, might be the least desirable state for NBA teams, they often gamble on high-risk players rather than more certain bets who might be less sexy. Bobby Marks, a front office exec for the then New Jersey Nets from 95 to 2010, said, we stayed the same over the years. We've fallen in love with upside. We tend to shy away from something that we know will be a consistent product for five to ten years when we're looking for that home run pick that will keep us employed for a long time. Also, franchises often have competing interests. A coach, fighting for his job, might want to win right away. A GM, though, could take a longer view, Whereas an owner might seek a big-name player who excites fans. Three totally different perspectives. Bobby Mark said, We always tell our owners, don't watch the NCAA tournament, in part because it's easy for casual basketball observers to be swayed by big performances on big stages. Hence the Dante DiVincenzo factor. Is this kid from Villanova who blew up the Final Four going to be a great NBA player, or could he be the next Nick Stauskas? Stauskas, my nemesis. This was the most famous or infamous instance of an owner, right ceiling exerting his input. That was caught on camera back in 2014. Then website Grantland was given access to film the Sacramento Kings War Room. As the number eight pick approached, They were considering Stauskas, the leading scorer on a Michigan team that had recently reached the Elite Eight. Didn't mention the fact that he missed a free throw and cost me a grand. Owner Vivek Renadiv, who made his money in software, not basketball, was asked who he liked. He said, for me, it's Stauskas. The War Room captured the moment by showing GM Pete D'Alessandro parroting him, Stauskas. Ranadive, smitten with his decision, then said Stauskas' name two more times to lock it in. The pick was a fait accompli. They took Nick Stauskas. Of course, Stauskas didn't pan out, and Ranadive's persistence has become something of a joke to basketball fans, a classic Cape case of groupthink that teams try hard to avoid. Yeah, great job, boss. You, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Stauskas is the best. We're going to take him. Way to go, boss. GM not willing to tell his coach. All right, a GM unwilling to tell his owner, no, no, this guy's going to suck. A GM afraid to tell his owner on camera to Stauskas, No, fuck. This guy sucks. Missed a free throw that cost my Abe a grand. We're not taking this, asshole. No. Who's going to say that? Who has the balls to do that? See, cameras in your war room create perverse conditions that are not ideal. And letting your owner even have a say in anything. And I know you're like, well, he's the owner. He gets a say. Well, the good owners are the ones that go, I'm not touching this. You guys are the basketball people. You make the pick. You figure it out. And if it's a terrible pick, you're gone. But I'm not involved in this. What the fuck do I know about basketball players? I like basketball. I'm watching. I'm clapping. Uh, you know, I want to make money on this team, but no. I. Why would I pick a guy? How would I know? So you get good people that supposedly are basketball people, and when they fuck up, you fire them. Unless you're Ted Leonsis. Then you get a guy like Ernie Grunfeld who fucks up all the time, and you keep him forever for reasons that really nobody understands. All right. Notorious, J-A-Y, my former producer on the first team on Fox many years ago, friend of the show. It's been far too long. Let's pick up the phone and give him a call.
1: (laughs) What are you laughing at? You are looking live at Jay
0: Cottrell on draft night. 2018. What are, you, what are you laughing at tonight,
2: Chauncey Billups? does no prep work at all.
0: Really? <laughs> I like I like Chauncey, but I, I
2: I like him too, but he's the every player that he is like compared to. It's every white guy has to me with the white guy. Oh, every,
0: we're gonna get into that uh, tonight because I have a funny thing to show you. But yes.
2: Every, I've been yes. laughing because every white player, and he went all the way back to Bobby Sura to, with Grayson Allen, and I could not stop laughing. He got it that. Could not be I'm tell, from the,
0: let me tell you where he got that from. He got that from hoopshype.com and their mock draft. I did this today with Naki on my show. I said, okay, I'm going to give you some comps here. You tell me what you think. And every white guy had a fellow white guy comp. Sometimes it doesn't add up. So, i know but it's it's very hard for our brains no matter how open-minded progressive woke you want to be to to compare a white guy to a black guy especially in basketball especially you know that jay
2: i've just been laughing at every i just wait for the comparison to, and i like Johnson, you're kind of reaching on this one okay <laughs> See, the only one it was um oh tyler johnson who is mixed he was I, – I can't ah, remember what white guy he okay. was – and I was like, that's the only one. He he had to – he was like, give me <laughs> a mixed guy, so I can't lose either way. All
0: right, who's the blackest white player you've ever seen? <sighs> you know In what? history.
2: Draymond Green. He is – no, no, he, no, he's
0: no, he's the whitest black player you've ever oh, the, seen. Oh, the, bla- who's the oh, oh, blackest. The- who's the blackest white guy you've ever seen?
2: Ooh, that's a great one.
0: Ah. Oh, Jason Williams.
2: Jason Williams. Jason Williams. White but chocolate. Oh, but only because yeah. of the nickname. But he was. But um, Bobby Soar was pretty was pretty sick too.
0: All right, here I got the comps for you right here. You ready? Okay. Okay, <laughs> Luka Doncic, Tony Kukoc. <laughs>
2: Because they're both European. Okay. Right,
0: because the Donchich Kukoc. Yeah, yeah. And and there's six, seven white guys who could shoot, although Kukoc was like 6'11, if I recall. Kukoc was six ten, six eleven. so that's bad. Right. That, By wrong. the way, have, have you seen Luka Donchich's mama? I missed that. Okay. I, I want to talk about
2: I want to talk about What's um, you're the saying? Big Ragu's mom. Also. Okay, all
0: right. What's your saying about so-and-so, yada, yada, and you call your mama Pam? How does that, oh, how does that oh, joke Oh, that was where... Chris Rock. Oh. If
2: you call your grandmama Mama and your mama Pam, you're going to jail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me tell you, Luka Doncic's mom is a friggin' nine. Jeez. She's a smoke show. Oh, yeah. If you got a computer, uh, look it up right now. I know you're on the phone, so sorry about that. Oh, but yeah, I, I have Let, my... see if you have a computer in front of you, just just go ahead and take a look at her. I'm going to read you some more comps. OK. And these are only white guys. First of all, the Trey Young comp. You want to take a stab at who Trey Young comped out at? Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be uh, Steph Curry. Well, some are hoping he'll be Steph Curry. First of all, do you see Steph Curry in him? Not at all. Because no. why not?
2: Well, his he, Steph Curry was, I thought, better than he was in college. Steph Curry played three years in college, and he had a much better shot. This guy's crazy, yeah. and he tailed off at the end of his his, uh, his first season.
0: Just having a crossover and jacking up deep threes and, and making a few of them does not and <laughs> and being and light-skinned being light-skinned does skin. not make you Steph Curry. <laughs> all right, the comp on Trey Young is Mike Bibby, and I. Have to ask. Did you see the picture of Mike Bibby that the internet burped out a week ago? Oh, roared it up, Mike Bibby. <laughs> yeah. No skinless chicken and and high reps, <laughs> protein shakes. Yeah, protein yeah. shakes, skinless chicken, eight hours of sleep, and, and a good trainer. What are you talking about? Steroids on that guy.
2: Okay.
0: All right. How do you spell Luca? <laughs> they call me Luca. Is it I live L-U-C-A? On the, I live on the second floor. Who sang that song?
2: Uh, that was um. Oh God! I, Jesus! Wow! I, I'm am great at this, and all I'll of find, a sudden I'll find
0: it for you. Uh, let's see, Luca L U K A, last okay. name Donchich, D O N C I C. All right, Doncic. Uh, Luca by brand new. No, that's not it. Uh, mom.
2: Stay, oh, so, Suzanne Vega. Suzanne Vega just came Vega. to me. Okay, yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, come on, Luca Doncic's mom. Lucas spelled with a... Uh-oh. Wow! Woo! Uh-huh. They grow really good over there. Wow.
0: Well, when you have a kid at, you know, 19 or 17 or whatever,
2: sure. Uh, wow. Did you see... The, but did you see um, the Big Ragu's mom? I have
0: not seen the Big Ragu's mom. By the way, I've been in and out watching. Has the Big Ragu been drafted yet?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, where the go? first round. He went to... Oh,
0: my God. great. By the way, you can't hear this because I'm playing uh, My Name is Luca. I live for you. Yeah, Suzanne Vega. Very pixie.
2: Yes, I think
3: you've
0: seen me Would you have uh, Donner? Oh, with God, Suzanne no. Vega?
2: Oh, God, no. Really? No. God Even with no. bragging rights? <laughs> and cell phone pictures? Come I'm on, I'm going to say no. Oh, it's, fun. it's very funny you say that so i see twitter and i was i was talking to stern and i was making fun of stern because stern follows more porn actresses on twitter than anybody this would and be this would
0: be mark stern aka mark. nigel the producer yes. of the tony Kornheiser podcast for many a year yes our friend sterno single sterno so he can just
2: follow all the porn stars he wants with no repercussion and and i and i came across one that is a favorite of yours you're, you're all-time number one, Whoa, number that, one.
0: that scared me for, for a second because I'm like, how do you know my porn star favorites on Twitter? I don't I, follow I, I them I on do know
2: this, I do know this actress is in your top
0: five. uh This is the the gal that got all the tattoos,
2: all the tats That's up and down the, her ding, sleeves. Ding, ding, ding. Janine. Janine. And ding. and she's out of prison. What? It looks like she's doing well. Wait, so she went to prison? Yeah, she went to prison for maybe a year or two. For what? <sighs> okay, now I'm Being not going
0: to lie. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Being too
2: hot, Google that. Okay.
0: Matt. And, and, well, she's she's way over the hill. She's fifty 50- something years old, and that's she's 50- in her forties.
2: But she's still uh, throwing that's
0: close to fifty.
2: She's still <laughs> throwing in the mid nineties, though. You would you would she's still throwing mid nineties from the Twitter pictures.
0: Well, okay, Twitter pictures. They, high angle looking down uh perfect light little photoshopping Janine Lindemulder that's her yep yeah. seen what the,
2: was it tax evasion something uh, something like that
0: oh boy yeah uh apparently yeah 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 49
2: ooh ooh sorry.
0: i told you 6 months okay. in prison on tax evasion charges
2: there you go yeah, yeah. so
0: she's so she's available <laughs> not not looking for that not looking for that uh, okay i'm seeing some recent photos yeah uh, golly you hate to see your idols you hate to see those that you just thought the world of as they age ungracefully
2: it's like woolly maze falling down It's in the right. field
0: yeah no it's uh, it's really bad okay where were we we were on comp so, so you like luca's mom That's yes good. luca's okay. mom is nice yes luca's mom has got it Going on, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. More white guy comparisons. Here we go. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, we get down to Dante DiVincenzo, the big meat the ball. Comparison Dan Marley on hoops. Oh, God no. <laughs> Dan Marley is like six six,
2: six seven. Dante Vincenzo is like six four. I'm going the only thing they have in common is they're both white. 6'5 That's explosive
0: it. leaper, good three point shooter. I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna to try to break the white black barrier on this comp. All right, you ready? I'm waiting. Anne Fernie Hardaway. Uh granted who would he... Penny Hardaway was the first pick in the draft, correct? Or the Yes, he was.
2: Pick?
0: Yes. I think, no, he was in the Weber draft. So he was like the, he the was runner well, up prize in the Weber draft. Uh, because the, they traded they, uh, three picks. After, yeah.
2: Yeah. After okay. Shaq played with him in blue okay. chips, he was like, we got to draft this guy. We got to get this guy. Okay.
0: So, in terms of their, their overall profile, it's not similar, but maybe game wise, possibly. Okay. Uh, here's another one for you Kevin Herter, comparison, Fred Hoiberg. White oh, to God. white,
2: as always. <laughs> Kevin Herter is athletic. Fred Hoiberg was not athletic.
0: Agreed. Grace he and could Allen, shoot. Grayson Allen compared to Bob Sura on hoopshype.com. Maybe that's where your boy, uh, Chauncey Billups, got the comparison. And then uh, one more for you. Oh, what happened to the rest of the draft, you sons of guns? Huh, they cut it off. Uh, the, the the big white guy, Mo Wagner. Oh, from Michigan. Yes, Mo Wagner was compared to another big white stiff of a player. Luke Longley? Who? I don't know. I I don't remember, and I can't find it right now. Okay, having said that, so when I called Jay tonight and I said, hey, man, why don't we knock out a pod as the draft is going on? Jay's like, I don't know, man. I'm waiting for the ball kid to get drafted. (laughs) Don't interrupt me. So where, where has he gone yet? Are you keeping
2: an eye on this? Still in the green room. Even he? No, he's not in the green room. Still available though. Is, still available. Yeah, he's still available. Yes.
0: Have you seen the uh, the one and done T-shirt fake commercial for Foot Locker with Levar Ball all over it?
2: I actually did, and that was a little funny.
0: A little funny. Okay. And did it was you, a lot funny. It wasn't was there? Funny. Wasn't there a version in which I believe uh, Lonzo said it's a steal?
2: yes yes and they were like oh what yeah like, they were, uh-huh, the guy uh-huh. who was interviewing <laughs> <him. Yes. laughs> it was pretty funny yes
0: so do you know that the uh the jba begins tonight opposite the
2: nba draft that's where Leangelo or Le, which what, what whatever i can't one. i can't what? keep them straight uh, Actually, levar yeah, lonzo, lonzo liangelo and lamella yeah tito i don't know which, <laughs> which one but
0: yeah, their their league is going to be entirely on Facebook. The JBA. Uh-huh, how about that? Yeah, so you're not going to be logging those games, not going to be watching. I those don't games.
2: think so. Yeah. Okay. What what would you rather watch, the JBA or Ice Cube's 3 on 3 league? Both with a laughable.
0: Oh god, yeah. The Big 3. Yeah, Big is happening again this summer even though there's lawsuits now flying around about that, correct?
2: Can you explain to me why I want to watch over the hill guys play 3 on 3? I could go see that on a Saturday at the park near my house. Well, this... Why do I don't want to watch it on television? I'll, I'll
0: tell you why. You don't have to go to the park. <laughs> you don't have to get out of your house. You don't have to feel weird and uncomfortable like, Hey, man, I'm down at the skeevy park watching uh, Mark Jackson jack up threes. Although he's not in it. Mark Jackson's blown up like a tick. I'm not even sure he can get up down on the court these days, Mark Jackson. I don't
2: think Mark Jackson can, no. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, the draft tonight. The big story of the draft is that... Apparently, ESPN decided or was told by the league, hey, don't tip the picks. Try to let us have a nice TV show here. And Adrian Wojnarowski <laughs> has been dropping Woj bomb after Woj bomb after Wojbomb. It's almost like he said, fuck it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. How do you like them apples?
2: I saw that he had broken, I believe, like an hour before.
0: He was like, which... here's the first six picks.
2: Yeah, like but, yeah. and I was like, whoa, because I saw that on Twitter. I was like, whoa, this can't be good. But I didn't, he didn't know the league set out a mandate.
0: Right, but the, he didn't have it right, though, because he missed the trade of Dallas and uh, whoever it was that was drafting Trey Young. So he missed that trade. That didn't come out until a little bit later on. But now people are asking, like, is ESPN going to discipline their star NBA beat reporter because he basically dunked all over their edict of, hey, man, don't tip the picks. And you know they won't. Well, it'd be stupid if they did. This to yeah. me, Jay, this is the biggest non starter. If you are passionate enough about the NBA to be hunkered over your phone reading your Twitter feed, then you're already watching the show. Like, I don't understand who they think they're losing on the telecast because the tips are the picks are being tipped on Twitter. Who?
2: Are, are you a Woj fan, by the way? You I know, actually like him.
0: Well, look. I I have woed respect. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I have total respect for a guy that somehow has got the cheat code on the whole fucking league. Like he must have the best interpersonal touch and the deepest contact base and he's never fucked anybody of his sources
2: that he, he has gets, everything. He has everything he ahead gets of time. the best scoops better than anybody and he's hardly ever wrong. No, he's a uh, He's really good. He's
0: not a good TV personality, but who cares, right? Yeah. He covers the league now. I want to know if he knows where LeBron is going. I want to know if he no, knows. No, 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 no. Where that, Kawhi that's, is that's going? That's Windho-
2: That's Windhorse territory. Only he knows.
0: <laughs> that's Windy territory. Yeah, but yeah.
2: yeah, but LeBron
0: gave the big scoop of going back to to Cleveland, which was a total surprise. He gave that to SI. So he he fucked his fat little buddy from high school. <laughs> Windhorse must have been like. Bro, what are you doing, man? I'm sucking your dick all this time, and you don't even give me this story. Thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot, King. You appreciate. You just, it. Fat, you just fat shame Brian Windhorst. I hope you're happy. I know. Sorry about that. He, <laughs> well, I I watch closely the weights of all TV personalities, both male and female, because I've been on TV and I know how badly it shows up when you gain literally three pounds. And so I like just kind of watching like, hoo hoo, Leon is getting larger. <laughs> Windhorst is definitely getting larger right now. He had a run there where he's like, Man, I'm on TV, I'm buying nice suits, I'm gonna be a baller, man. And he was probably eating broccoli and you know, and fish and kale smoothies for months at a time, and he's
2: chipping away, and then he was like, Fuck it, I need some wins, <laughs> I can't do so, this anymore. Speaking speaking of TV. I am enjoying watching the delectable Maria Taylor ooh, on Mar- the draft coverage.
0: Maria Taylor is very nice. Let yes. me throw let me throw a Steel Cage match for the ages at you, though. Ooh. Maria Taylor versus Kari Champion.
2: <laughs> why do we have to pit two black women again? <laughs> <laughs> oh so we don't
0: invite a race riot, that's why. Ooh, that would be ooh. They're both awfully nice. Now, Maria Taylor's a former athlete, correct? She's a
2: volleyball player, I right. believe.
0: Uh, how do you feel in general about volleyball players? Uh, uh, female... they are, okay. I
2: feel skeevy watching college volleyball on a Wednesday night at 11, but somehow I give it three or four minutes because – Who's They're hotter, pretty awesome.
0: Who's hotter, college volleyball players or college softball players? Or not softball? Oh, college. Sorry, that's sorry. not even. I know. It's
2: college volleyball players. Play. Not even a. Sorry. That's not even close. Because <laughs> it's it's hit or miss with the college softball players. I you know. You might get right. There. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: uh, the uh, no the uh, college soccer, soccer players or volleyball players, as still an, volleyball as an oh okay so you don't mind them tall. You, don't mind them
2: tall, and so, they can jump. How's that going to help in the bedroom, Jay? I don't know. Well, <laughs> you, when you're breeding, you can, what? you know, you, you then you then get you <laughs> then get a tray Young.
0: So you you're, you're lying back in bed, and your volleyball playing playing girlfriend box jumps her way straight up onto the bed, <laughs> <laughs> like she's an NFL recruit, and that goes to town on you. You're like, "Yep, that's my girl." That's right. We're, that's right. We're going to have a great athlete. Box jump right up onto a king-size bed, and boom, it is on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's going to be good and who's going to be a bust in this year's draft, just of the notable players? Your I will, gut instincts.
2: Will, I think uh, uh, the best player, Michael Porter, I'm telling you, that guy, if he gets through the first week without getting injured, Michael Porter is going to be my sleeper NBA all-star pick.
0: Michael Porter, 6'11", sophomore from Missouri, has back issues but is a hell of a player. Can he, shoot, I, can I, do I saw him
2: play when he was in high school and I was like, that guy is good. I know it wasn't really you know breaking any barriers right there. But right, 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 right.
0: Okay, DeAndre, how do you, De, DeAndre, um, Aiton, with, um, how do you think DeAndre Ayton will be? <sighs> you know what his comp was? David Robinson. And I'm like, that's nice, but A, David Robinson's a Hall of Famer, so let's pump our brakes on that. Secondly, <laughs> they don't use David Robinson's anymore in the NBA. Like, that position doesn't exist anymore. I
2: was going to say, as long as they don't have me uh, compared to Hashim to beat, <laughs> I think I'm okay.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, how about Bagley, the third Malvin Bagley the
2: third? I, am just gonna, can I sit and wait because I right. can't really. Has, about, has, has, does, does anybody wow you? Let me ask you: Does anybody go wow? That guy is off the chart. I think
0: I think Trey Young is going to suck. Uh, I don't see where Aiton's game translates into today's modern NBA. I think Doncic is going to be a very solid pro. Will he be as good as the unicorn Porzingis? Probably not. He's not. His measurables aren't like Porzingis. He's not seven one. He's six seven, but he's a he's a solid all around player, and he's been playing against grown ass men. Uh, this guy Bomba is interesting from Texas. Uh, seven can, foot ten
2: wingspan, and what? can
0: right seven ten. He can stroke threes, and he'll just block out the sun. He'll block the shit out of you, uh, and then uh, you know down the list. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just I'm so bad at picking these things. I'm so bad at understanding who is or who is not going to be a good pro. And in fact, I just to start off the ZabeCast today before I got you on the phone, I read an article from The New York Washington Post in which they said the state they measured it by numbers. Jay teams are getting no better at avoiding busts in the NBA draft, despite the avalanche of
2: metrics in the last 15 years. So Troy Brown Jr. will be out of the league in four years or three.
0: Troy Brown was who the Wizards took six, yes. seven shooting guard out of Oregon, and if Ernie picked him, which I assume he did, he will suck minus. Trust me. How does he still? How that, is he still employed? That don't even start. I. It's a mystery. It's a mystery that's beyond comprehension. Speaking of mysteries, tell me what you thought when you saw the Jeff Triplett news that he would be ESPN's go-to ref on television to explain rules when he couldn't explain them when he was actually on the field. What is his background? Is he, I know he's from the he, South. He, he's what, from what North he, Carolina. Teacher? North Carolina, He has been. he's like this head of risk management for several companies. He was in the North Carolina Army Reserve and earned a bronze star as oh. lieutenant colonel in the Gulf War.
2: Well, I thank you for your service, but you're a terrible official. Exactly. Hey, who was better, him or Jerome Bogart? Who's better?
0: Jerome, even though Jerome kind of got screwed up at times. Uh, he would have that lift. We're not going to penalize that one until we get to the kickoff. Yeah, good old Jerome Bogart. <laughs> Jerome Boger was, was not good, but hes st- Tripler was the worst. I mean, by far, the worst. And, and... How was he employed? Okay, he, does right. he have
2: pictures of Roger Goodell somewhere?
0: Honestly, Jay, I think that that is not out of possibility because one report said they believe that the league nudged ESPN to hire him. Almost like, hey, you know what? We finally kicked old uh, Jeff out of the league, but he's got some emails. He's got some photos. He's got some dirt— could you find him a job, sort of like the county commissioner in casino, begging Ace Rothstein to keep his idiot nephew on board? And Ace is like, "I can't do it. Either he's I just in can't on do it, that. right? He's either in on it or he's too stupid to work for me. I'm very sorry. There's nothing I can do. It's bad for business. <laughs> right. Either way, I can't do it. That's what ESPN should have said. They're like, "No, we, we can't hire him. He's a joke." The the, the the crushing that Jeff Triplett got on Twitter was unbelievable. Why
2: is Ed Hockley not doing this? That'd
0: be the perfect guy. That's a good question. He uh, he would be great. He's a full-time lawyer, though, still. And maybe he's got a lot of cases stacking up. Who knows? And he's got to
2: work out, too.
0: he so. got to get his pump on, no question about it. Okay, uh, Jameis Winston going to sit three games, <laughs> they say, for the Uber incident that happened in 2016 but didn't get burped out until eight months ago in the middle of the
2: season in 2017. Your thoughts? Don't know how to feel. I, I saw this earlier. I don't know how to feel about this one because it, we allegedly, don't even know
0: what... Allegedly, he grabbed a female Uber driver by the crotch as they are waiting in line at a fast food drive through She reported the complaint promptly. Uber suspended Winston's account... But he didn't tell anybody about it, hoping it would just oh, let's just go away here. Let's get that Lyft app installed. <laughs> but then somebody found out, and somebody snitched, and now the NFL has swung into action. I think it's a case, in, and it looks like, and this is I'll know more about it tomorrow. But this looks like he took a three gamer, which is a compromise because normally it's six. He might have taken a three gamer to avoid a lengthy appeal after seeing Zeke Elliott and Brady and saying you can't I- you can't win. You can't yeah, win I'll against see how these
2: this guys. I see how this is going to end. I'll just, I'll just take a knee on this one,
0: right? Because then more evidence would come out. Like, well, here's exactly what happened. Here's a testimony, and here's this record, and here's that record. Why go through that? Just take the three games, like you had a knee injury, and just move on. And you, you can still proclaim your innocence,
2: right? If you were, if you were casting a movie, and, and and James Winston was in it, you'd seen the movie Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, right? Yes. The character, the, the, the character can't get right. That is Jameis Winston. <laughs> it, it is. He is just the dumbest person. He never, even though he is, he's a father now, so maybe he's changed yeah. since 2016, but he always seems to do something stupid every year and a half.
0: But you know what? He gave us the video of eating a W and licking his fingers like Which, it was a delicious piece of crab meat. Smothered in butter, and that, my friend, is so funny. I I can't
2: stop watching it. It's still. I've never heard of that before my w, entire life. Making his
0: finger. I'm, I'm gonna eat a W. <laughs> Jameis, come on, man. uh What's up with Kawhi Leonard? Give me your best Jay Cutrell psychoanalysis of professional
2: athletes. What's this kid's deal? You think he's? I think he's sick of Popovich. I think that's it.
0: Really? He's,
2: he's tired of dealing with him. Are you he's believing? Like, get,
0: do you believe in the closet Republican theory?
2: There's a closet Republican theory.
0: You haven't heard the closet Republican theory on Kawhi. I have not heard this one. No. If Kawhi is a closet Republican, maybe he's finally had it with Gandalf the woke, the arch Trump hater of South Texas, and he's finally said, "Fuck it! I don't want to. I don't want to play for this guy." It's an, uh, it's an extreme theory, and I'm not saying that's I've very got any extreme. insight on that. Okay, that's but you very, think you might just be sick of him as a coach.
2: I think you're just sick of hearing uh, of all the uh, pop psychoanalysis. Get me out of here. Get me to L.A. quickly.
0: If you were, if your team had a chance to trade for him, would you be concerned about that injury? I mean, a quad injury that kept him out basically all year. But there's talk that he could have played. He just didn't want to play. That's true. Well, and then I think once his teammates are like, hey, bro, you need to play because, like, we're struggling here, then he got pissed off because supposedly, you know, the cardinal rule is never talk about a guy's money or a or guy's injuries. you got to rally
2: behind him on that. I think he's – I really think he's sick of Pop. Didn't there in talk that Pop is going out to L.A. to talk to him? He did. This week at some
0: point? He, or he, he, did, and did. There was, he did, and there was a photo of the two of them sitting in a rest empty restaurant booth together. A, no, grainy, how'd that work a grainy, a grainy self. I, well, he's still, a, still a spur for the time being, but we so shall it, see. Where does Steve
2: Zabin think he's going to end up?
0: Uh pff, Lakers. They'll cave and they'll go to the Lakers. It'll be LeBron and Kawhi with the Lakers, and they'll ship the ball idiot out, and then away they go, and they'll be really fucking good
2: right away. You don't think he goes to? You don't think he goes to Boston? Yeah, and somehow you, makes Boston a super team. Uh, how do you solve the Kyrie problem? Very good point. I didn't think that went all the way through.
0: That's okay. Okay, but you know what? Other people have said, "Hey, maybe Boston. How about Philly? Do you think LeBron
2: would go to Philly? Why would he go to Ben Simmons? Can't be happy about that. Two ball dominant guys on the same team. How is that going to work?
0: Uh, it'd be very interesting. That's for sure. Especially, and by the way
2: Ben Simmons get a jump shot thank you
0: uh yes in fact uh go ahead and uh, give me a little uh, riff on Ben Simmons I want to look one thing up here uh, ben si- I, I, by the way I have, well, oh, here talk about this Ben Simmons and Kendall Jenner been following that mess <laughs> I on, know, I know you at, I know you have
2: man you keep I don't know who's better at stuff. Okay, I don't know who's better at scouting. The Jenners or the Patriots, because the Jenners know how to scout out who is the hot new thing. And they <laughs> they, they always go for someone who can do them what the, the Jenners-Kardashians. They have a great scouting department.
0: <laughs> All right, here's your stat of the day. And uh, since you can't hear the feed, I'm just going to, uh, you just have to sit back and listen. But this this is a stat that I heard it in passing, and I said, that can't be correct. Turns out it is correct. Here we go. The day. Did you know this past year, Mr. Cottrell, in an NBA that is hogwash wild in three pointers, Ben Simmons didn't make a single three point shot all year? Yes, Behold, I heard. The yes, stat I mean
2: of the day. And he, he didn't he attempt like under like double digits is like eight or something like that. Oh, for 11. 11. Okay. Oh, for
0: 11, he played 81 games and didn't make a single three. And like if you said, he... only shot 11 because I think he was embarrassed on all 11. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have shot
2: that. I, I know I've got no shot. If you played an 82 game schedule, how many threes could Steve Zabin make?
0: That's a great fucking question. Let's say I was let's say I'm a billionaire that buys an NBA team that insists on suiting up and insists on getting 9 minutes of run a game. All right? I'm going to be a defensive liability, there's no question about that. I'm going to have to really pick my spots for getting off squeezes in down lulls during the game, off Tuesdays on back-to-back nights in the middle of February, uh, blowout games in which the other team's completely disinterested. But I'm getting nine minutes of, of burn a night. How many threes would I make in a season? I think the answer is, hold on, Zabe Metrics, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, uh, five. <laughs> <is no. laughs> Does that sound about right? That sounds about right. But and you're then, better than Ben Simmons. And then as the owner of the team, the billionaire owner of the team, like a modern-day Mikhail Prokhorov for the Nets, I would insist on the Game Ops video guy doing a sweet-ass cut-up of my five threes and then including that in like a music video with some hardcore hip-hop that plays on the arena tell screen all the time. And now our owner, the Zabe, you know, poof, poof, and show me hitting threes and all that. <laughs> or maybe I'd put un- it, maybe I'd put it un- over
2: uncontested.
0: Oh yeah. I'd, you're right. <laughs> Big old push shots that clang around in the rim. I would put it over Aloe Blacks, you the man. I'm the man, <laughs> I'm the man, I'm the man.
2: <laughs> uh, I would put it to Luke I'd but drop bombs on him. That's what I put.
0: Yeah. Did you uh did you hear the Colin Coward-Baker-Mayfield exchange.
2: Oh, I have it on my list of things to ask you about. I saw it about 20 minutes ago, and all of a sudden, I now like Baker-Mayfield.
0: All right. I'm going to play it right now. I'm going to drop it in post-production, and then we'll talk about it afterwards here. Uh, so it's about a minute and change. Well, here was Colin Coward with Baker-Mayfield on his show on Thursday.
3: saw this, and I'm like, oh, baker you play in Ohio State. I watched every snap. You were, you know, gloriously talented guy, right? And then I see this play right here. And I watch this, Baker. And you throw a touchdown. And instead of, now, I don't like
1: this. I'm going to tell you right now.
3: How come you're not, what? Where are you going? Where are you going
1: over there? Our band is over there. Our student section's right there. And then straight back to our sideline. What about your teammates? Did you watch the rest of the game? I watched the whole game. You did? So you saw me celebrate with my teammates like the three touchdowns before that, too? I don't like that. Oh, sure. okay. Yeah. You pulled the one clip of me running right there to our fans and people that traveled well to that game, first of all. And then you didn't show the rest of the clip of me going to our sideline?
3: No, no, no. You, go, well, you no. have to go to the sideline. You you're not going to go to you a didn't. hospital. Well, where are you going to go after the touchdown? You're not going to go. But out.
1: you're acting like I just ran away from everybody.
3: Well, you did, but then you came back and circled to the sideline.
1: This is a what is it, a five second clip of you're showing me and then I'm off the screen right there. I'd like you to be with your teammates. I'd watch the rest of the game I was. All right. Oh, I know
3: you went back to the sideline. No, no, no.
1: I go watch the other touchdowns. I got very excited on that one. So you think my accusation that this doesn't this is in fact I feel like you're going for the fact that I'm not a team guy. I'm selfish. Is that what you're shooting at right here or what? Um it is a No, I don't think that. I think you I think sometimes your judgments just a
3: tad off and I think the NFL's a judgment league cuz the the game is so fast. Mm-hmm. You have to make the windows get really really tight and really really small. You got to make decisions really really fast. In college, you got that Orlando Brown guy, got a little yeah. more time. I don't love that decision. I don't love it.
1: The celebration? Do you I, see what people do in the league now? Celebration wise? Hip thrusting, not a fan. I'm not a big fan of hip thrust. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like when
3: Antonio Brown's doing that stuff. I'm not into it. You know what? Well, can, have you, have you, do you have your
1: celebration? Uh, no, a, I have nothing. I have nothing. You're just going to give the ball to I, Apparently, I think I need to just run away.
0: <laughs> All right, Jay. What is it about that clip you like so much?
2: I like that Baker Mayfield Because wait a minute. So you're going to pick out five seconds from that game? And put it in the okay, great. Then he goes then he goes, uh, you're a, I'm not a good teammate guy, right? He was just calling out Kyle, coward right. for every he,
0: And then he, coward quickly changed the tone and the tune and just sort of went in a different direction. He didn't act, he's like no nah, I don't think that just it's just not 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 your best judgment that's all not a good look not your best judgment I you also,
2: the NFL has got to make quick
0: decisions yeah, quick quick make, quick quick yeah windows close so quick yeah like oh oh you're lecturing me on how the NFL works yet yeah? you've never played football in your life you squidnick that that to me was really condescending and very embarrassing I mean but here's the thing here's why Colin Coward makes 5 million plus a year he has a tolerance For embarrassment he has an ego that I could never touch in this business Jay to really really climb the highest peak of celebrity and money you have to be fucking shameless and you have to be coded in an amazing amount of I just love me so much I don't have that I can't I would never you know I I could try but it wouldn't be genuine Cowards it would
2: come g- off as it would come off as douchey.
0: No, right? I like I wouldn't want to look at myself in the mirror. I'd be like, "You douche! You're lecturing a guy who you may think is going to be an NFL bust, but you're lecturing a guy who is one of the great college players in the last twenty years who fought his way up from being a walk-on to being a hell twice. of a player. Twice, walk-on, right. right. twice. Right? Exactly. Like who am I to go? Oh, in the NFL, the windows are quick and they close and they shut the fuck up. You know, and and I I hate it when you know Baker's like Did you watch the whole game, and Coward's like I watch the whole game. I watch every
2: snap. Okay. fucking
0: yeah, lie, right. lie, lie. Nobody watches entire games. Coaching staffs don't watch entire games. They skip over some parts. An entire NFL, an entire college game is three hours and fifty minutes on average. Shut up. The,
2: the other move that he does that I hate. And I don't watch him all the time, even though, even though the show is produced by our friend Sam Batesh, who we do love. I know. But, uh, Coward always says, I talked to an NFL scout. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. No, you didn't. That said,
0: word is uh, Baker Mayfield's not really pushing Tyrod Taylor right now. May not start week one. I know it's early. What do you think? Oh,
2: God. Uh, uh, oh. also, did you hear uh, the the news from Baltimore? Anything RG three, I, I always write it down to make sure I tell you. Yeah. Uh, RG three is is uh, reluctantly schooling Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he of may course. not make the team is the is the story, um, that everybody's not talking about. He okay. may not make the team.
0: Jay, why would he make the team? As soon exactly. as they, as exactly. soon as they drafted Lamar Jackson, I said to RG three, "Oh well, it was good while it lasted." Like, I literally almost felt bad for RG3. Like, boy, you, you cannot catch a break, can you? Well, so, yeah, we'll, we'll maybe get, they'll keep – We'll get, get more videos guy. of his
2: kids. That's great.
0: A lot, You know, it's weird. So many teams, Jay, don't carry three quarterbacks. I find that amazing. That you in know? this day and age with all the injuries, they don't carry three guys. now nah, we need that third guard. Nah, we need that <laughs> special teams wedge buster. Really? We need the long snapper. Right. We need a backup long snapper as well. All right. Anything else you want to get in here before we get to FTG? Because I've been missing FTG this week. I've had either myself or just some nice, polite people on the show that don't play that game with me.
2: But see, my FTG was going to be coward. Now I feel terrible. Now.
0: Oh, did I take it? Sorry, sorry. I,
2: that, that was going to be that
0: was going to be my FTG. You literally, there, literally, there's no. You only go one deep on your fuck that guy every week.
2: I, 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 I haven't, I haven't been angry about anything else to have an FTG.
0: All right, then uh, I'll do one. If you can think or if you want to add on to my FTG, you can. Here we go, all right? Stand by, Jay, for Fuck That Guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) Ha ha, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, this one goes out to one Johnny Manning 72 years old of Santa Fe, Texas. The headline, Jay, and you're gonna to want to Google search this. Man accused of using riding lawnmower to hit people with rocks. Are you <laughs> kidding me? The 72-year-old Manning. The 72-year-old Manning rode his riding lawnmower onto a gravel driveway where he pelted three people with rocks as they were exiting a vehicle. The man who reported the incident told police he was dropping off his ex-wife and daughter at the home the pair share with Manning when the attack occurred. Now, what makes it even better is you have to see the, the mugshot of this psycho, Johnny Manning, 72 years old. He literally looks like a white walker from Game of Thrones. Wow. <laughs> hey, hey, psycho Johnny Manning, fuck that guy. Wait a minute. Why are you sharing a home with other people? You know, to make ends meet. And don't okay. you think if that guy... Google search him. If you if that guy knocks on your door, Oh, uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, rent the room uh, you got in your house.
2: Don't yeah, you, don't no. you don't,
0: don't you look at him and go, No, nah, room's rented, sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah Can't no, help no, you, you. you, sir. Yeah, mm. we're all stocked up here. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh, the nine-year-old daughter was struck in the face and body by the rocks. Also caused damage to the man's SUV, including broken windows, dents, and scratches. It really is like the Mayhem commercial, where the guy's Ouch. listening... <laughs> and he doesn't give a shit. He's just driving over the gravel driveway. melting <laughs> the house. <laughs> <laughs> Who boy. There's some messed up people out there. All right. Jay, good to talk to you as always. Follow Jay on Twitter at jaycattrell34. Yes. Right? All right. What's up on the job front? Uh, politics,
2: Abe. I think uh, it's, it's going to happen.
0: Okay. All right, uh, my listeners, uh, love hearing you. Thanks for coming on with me, and uh, hopefully you'll get hooked up with a new gig soon, and we'll keep on talking on this. All right? Thank you, Zabe. All right. All in chest, Let's end with this today. You know, guys get horny looking at just about anything. It might be a beautiful woman, but it could just as easily be a juicy steak or a particularly pretty golf hole. Whatever it is that gets you going inside, it gets you going. We make no apologies for it. However, this writer, one Marissa Delato of the New York Post, wants us to feel guilty, or wants those of us who did do this stuff feel guilty about their horniness over something that, well, she thinks should not make men get all giddy. And what am I talking about? Elastigirl's butt. (laughs) The headline says, Hey pervert, stop staring at Elastigirl's butt. The sequel to the 2004 animated hit Incredibles about a family with superpowers puts a woman, that would be Supermom Elastigirl, in the spotlight. Her husband stays home while she jets off to save the world. She's a total badass. Unfortunately, writes Ms. Delato, the world is fixated on her... Thick ass instead. That'd be two C's on thick. Not T-H-I-C-K, but T-H-I-C-C, which is how the kids say it on social media. Thick ass. Since the film hit theaters on Friday, social media users have flooded Twitter and Instagram with memes of Elastigirl's juicy behind- They've overlaid stills of her hourglass figure with wisecracks to the tune of The Real Reason Your Man Wants to See Incredibles 2 or Elastigirl's Been Thick Since 2004. Even New Yorker critic Anthony Lane brought up the hero's body in his review, beholding her outfit as tight as a second skin. He compares her to Anastasia Steele from Fifty Shades of Grey and envisions a male theatergoer's physiological response. Daddy just rested his cooling soda firmly in his lap and like Mr. Incredible, tried very hard to think of algebra. <laughs> Seriously, guys, writes Melissa Delato, You're slobbering over a children's cartoon character? Yeah. I mean, not me. I mean, she's all right, but I'm not into that thick ass. Not as much as some guys are. But yeah, like... If the cartoon character is hot in her own certain way, then, yeah. Seriously, she says, she may be shaped like Kim Kardashian and coated in latex, but she's still a cartoon. It doesn't matter. For some guys, it's tickling that little part of their cerebral cortex that says, mmm, I don't know, but... I don't know, but should have got my soundbite machine up and ready for this. I, I didn't think I'd need it today, but I guess I do. Yes, it has tickled that little part of the primitive male brain that says, I don't know about you, but my peenie just went, you know what? Woomp. It's worth noting that the film's animation team is almost entirely male. That would explain why Helen Parr, the character's name in the movie which is Elastigirl's non-superhero self, voiced by, oh, who, uh, okay, I can't think of her name, uh, let's see, okay, (laughs) Elastigirl voiced by, uh, Holly Hunter, Holly Hunter, yes, indeed, Holly Hunter, who has always been a a darling of men with her kind of raspy, deep, southern voice. But, you know, Holly Hunter is, uh, is getting up there in age these days. Getting uh, a little bit, uh, let's see, she's born in 1958. You do the math on that. So, yeah, 60 years old. Holy crap. Anyway, whatever. Stay, Holly Hunter's still great. So, yeah, uh, guys that see this, if they like that shape, are going to go, mm hmm, yeah. I don't know about you, but my teeny just went, oh. Huh? There you go. Finally got it for you. Finally. Uh, that would explain why Helen Parr, Elastigirl's Girl's non-superhero self, wears baggy clothes—just your run-of-the-mill mom. But when she slides on her superhero get-up, she's all curves. You see, that's also part of the appeal. Why do we? Have, why do we men have to explain this to women? It's even hotter when she looks like just a frumpy dump, and you're like, Meh, you Yeah, know, she's just a." She's a cartoon mom, and then, wow, blam, look at that.
2: I don't know about you, but my teeny just went, huh? Hmm.
0: Even though the design team writes Melissa, Marissa Delato in the New York Post, even though the design team may have objectified her, the writers did not. Elastigirl is courageous, cunning, and competent. Well, those are all also attractive qualities to men. I don't know about you, but my teeny just went, oh, huh? And men of the internet, you shouldn't objectify her either. A last girl may be imaginary, but real girls and women are reading your gross comments. And we're not impressed. Okay. Put that cold soda between your legs and calm the hell down. That'll be a wrap for today. You know the drill. Tell two friends and hit up that message board about the cast Leave a positive review and rating. Download, subscribe to all the major podcast outlets, iTunes, Google Play, and more. And always remember, when the forecast says 70% chance of rain, it's really saying 30% chance it'll be fine. So take your chances. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.